podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. At some point in life, we all just have to learn to move on. I am Philip Slavin, and this is the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. Just me today, no Chris, partially because we're talking Big 12 basketball. That's right, it's Wednesday, and I know we're supposed to have a football preview, but there's three games. There's three interesting games, OSU-TCU, Sunflower Showdown, West Virginia-Baylor on Thursday night. But come Friday, we're only going to pick two games, and I... We're going to talk about the Sunflower Showdown on Friday. It's the game of the week for me because it's a rivalry game and it's an interesting matchup between two teams that are suddenly a lot more interesting than they looked a couple weeks ago. But today we're talking men's basketball because guess what, boys and girls? Big 12 basketball starts next week. Kyle Boone of CBS Sports joins the show. We have a Big 12 basketball preview. We are going to touch on every single team. That's right. All of them. All 10. Make some statements, some predictions. Lots of fun. It's a really good preview. I'm very excited about it. I'm just excited about Big 12 basketball. Make sure you are signed up for ESPN Plus so you don't miss any of those games. But before we get to that, a couple things. First of all, OU fans, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. He wasn't blocked into the ball. I know you want to see it, but he wasn't. And even if he was, it doesn't matter. The Big 12 has come out and made clear that's not what happened. And now they've, their explanation has muddled it up way beyond need be. But guess what? The game is over. Now, I'm not going to get into the you shouldn't have been down 20-plus points and you wouldn't have been in that scenario because college football is crazy and things happen and games are tight and calls can change games. But guess what? He wasn't blocking the ball. I know you want to see it that way. And half the fan pace gets it and has moved on. And the other half is going to beat this horse to death until they play a game. And it stinks because you got two weeks to live with it, but that's what happened. You got beat. If if any team has a gripe with Big 12 officiating, it's Kansas, who found out and the Big 12 admitted, yeah, they gave four seconds to Texas in that Texas win over the Jayhawks that Texas shouldn't have had. They got four 
extra seconds on that game-winning field goal drive. If anyone has a complaint with officiating right now, it's always Iowa State because they get screwed a lot. Um, It's Kansas Jayhawks. It's not Oklahoma. It's not. It didn't go your way. It was close. It was exciting. It was thrilling for all of us. I'm sorry you didn't win. You, you put yourself in a really bad position to not potentially make the playoff. I don't think you're going to now. I know it was a seven-point loss, but it wasn't a seven-point loss. Just like you beat Texas by seven, but you really beat Texas by a lot more than seven. I know what the final score says, but final scores don't always tell the whole story. So OU fans, cram it. It's done. It's over. You lost. Move on. Get ready for an interesting slate of games to come. Kansas, I'm sorry. You probably should have beaten Texas. Texas, what are you guys doing? Like this, it's not good. It's not good. Like I said, Big 12 men's basketball preview. We have it here. Kyle Boone, all 10 teams addressed, including uh, why Kansas deserves to be the number one team, why Texas Tech is getting due respect. Maybe a little bit too much. The team from the bottom half of the preseason poll, I think finishes in the top half. The team in the top half, I think, finishes in the bottom half. You can probably guess. And uh, why the bottom of the Big 12 is the worst it's been in some time. Sorry, TCU and Kansas State. I really love you guys. You guys are awesome. And I know a lot of you listen to the show, and I appreciate you, but it's not going to be a good year. So, without further ado, make sure you have ESPN+. Plus. You have Big 12 now, so you miss any of the Big 12 men's and women's basketball games that are going to be on there this season. Here's the deal. Just sign up. That means no more FoxSportsSouthwest.com business network. Okay, No scrolling through the channels to find your men's basketball game on some obscure Fox channel. It's just on ESPN+. Plus. It's easy. It's easy. Just get signed up. Go to our Twitter account at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast. Find the tweet pinned to the top. Click that link. Get yourself signed up. We would appreciate it. You will appreciate it. Make it happen. So it's Wednesday, and, and yeah, usually we do a, a big football game preview, but I mean, if, if ever there's a week to take off from doing one, there's three games, there's the Thursday night game, this is, this is the week to do it. And with college basketball season literally starting next week with games that don't matter and games that matter. It's time to do our big 12, uh, basketball season preview men's basketball. I don't want to like, I like women's basketball. We'll talk women's basketball. I just, I'm not going to do a full conference preview. No shout out women's basketball, but that's just, that's not going to move the needle enough, even though we're going to talk about women's soccer at some point. I'm a crazy person. Anyways, I am very excited to have Kyle Boone. Uh, for OSU fans, you know him from Pistols Firing Blog, uh, and for everybody else, you probably know him from CBS Sports. He covers college basketball for CBS. Kyle, welcome back to the Ten Twelve, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm uh, honored to be invited back onto the podcast, and I'm glad we uh, got our IT technical difficulties out of the way to uh, talk some hoops. Hoops has really uh, it has really snuck up on me. I am not uh, I'm not prepared for the season. It's, it's weird. Like it's usually we don't talk about it at all, but there it's stayed in the news because of all the FBI stuff and the sanctions that have been coming down on Kansas and and other teams. And yet, yeah, the season is just, it's here. And I, like, I knew it was coming, but I don't think I realized, oh, here it is. It's like, I, I, it's like when you have a guest coming over and you think it's Tuesday and all of a sudden they knock on the door and you're like, oh shit, it's today. And I haven't made the bed yet. Well, this is awesome. Um, 
but at the same time, I'm super excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. We were uh, at CBS. We did like, we do a weekly conference call and we're kind of game planning kind of how we're going to go about the season. And we have a budget and we're like, all right, next week I'm going I'm to write this. I'm going to write that. And they're like, all right. So uh, next week you're traveling to uh, New York for uh, the champions classic. And I'm like, for, for what now? Like the champions classic is like next week. Okay. All right, cool. Like it just, I'm excited. I'm fired up. Uh, this is the best time of the year, in my opinion, because I love football season. I love the NFL. I love college football. And now we get college basketball and NBA. It's uh, kind of the sports equinox. It's the best time of the year. Yeah, don't don't let the baseball fans let you hear you say that. They all think that was you know when the World Series going on. But I agree. November is the best uh, best sports month. Uh, though I will argue nothing tops March Madness because it's the greatest sporting event outside of the World Cup. I get it. It's one, but that's once every four years, so that's like cheating, you know. Yes, uh, agree. Okay, so to preview the Big Twelve, we're gonna we're gonna try and hit every team here, and we're gonna we're gonna do this a little bit differently. I'm gonna make some some statements about the conference and about each team. Uh, and Kyle is going to tell me if he agrees or if I'm an idiot, um, which is probably going to happen at some point because I am me. And, you know, you can only cover so many things without making weird, bold statements. And so let's start at the the obvious place. Let's start at the top. Uh, Kansas has been the highest ranked Big 12 team in every preseason 25 I found, including the CBS one. Uh, and obviously they were picked number one in the Big 12 preseason poll with eight first of the nine possible first place votes. And I'm going to be honest, Kansas absolutely deserves to be the preseason number one team in the big 12. I buy that. I buy that. Um, I do think Kansas deserves to be preseason number one uh, in the big 12. You know, if you look at kind of what they have coming back, Devon Dotson, a, a pretty good sophomore point guard, who I think is going to be a first round pick in, in next year's draft. Uh, he's back. You know, he could have gone and, and played in the NBA and ultimately, decided he wanted to come back and, and play another year. Um, Yudo Gazabuki is back, and he is, for now, healthy and at full strength. So that is good. Ochai um, Baji is back. So this team has a lot of experience, and we know that Bill Self can coach. Um, you know, I think the only question surrounding Kansas this season is, number one, can Yudo Gazabuki stay healthy? I think that is a huge question mark. Number two, this uh, this little FBI uh, NCAA investigation thing is kind of well, hovering yeah. <laughs> over uh, the season, but for now, um, you know, until until we learn more, um, at least on paper, Kansas is is definitely the best team in Big Twelve. So to to bounce off that, I've seen a lot of Texas Tech fans who are angry that the Red Raiders weren't picked preseason number one after they, you know won the conference regular season last year, tying with Kansas State, made a run at the national championship. Um, but and 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 obviously the Chris Beard effect is real, but I think that they're looking at this as just. I've been trying to say this on my show a lot. Like we have to stop looking at things in a vacuum. Uh, it's it's like when you lose, it's not just because your team sucks. The opposing team can also do things really well, and that's part of why you lost. So there's other things outside of just what you're looking at. So for Texas Tech, I get the Chris Beard effect. It's real. In fact, I could argue the fact that Texas Tech is ranked third with as many guys as they lost off of last season proves you that Texas Tech is getting due respect this preseason. Being ranked third and being ranked by most top 25s I've seen in the in the top 15 or at least the top 20, that they're getting the due respect, but that Texas Tech fans need to, to calm down a little bit because you're ignoring the fact that Kansas gets back Azabuki, who they were 9-0 with last year. You get Silvio D'Souza. You've got a, a 
upperclassman-laden team, and, and those are the kinds of teams that make runs in the tournament. I just, I think Texas Tech fans are getting a little ahead of their skis right now and not realizing that like Kansas has done this consistently. You're getting due respect. In fact, you, I could argue you might be getting too much respect just because of the Chris Beard effect. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that, Slavin. I think that's a good point. Um, you know, this is a, a program that has completely been revived by Chris Beard, and I think that Texas Tech deserves a lot of credit for that. Obviously, Chris Beard deserves a lot of credit for that. You know, they're coming up just a few months away, um, removed from their first ever uh, national championship game appearance, and, and they didn't win it. They finished runner-up. But uh, the best season basketball-wise in, in the program's history, but – this team was absolutely gutted in the offseason. You have to look at that. They lost three of their top scorers. Uh, one of those was J- Jarrett Culver, who was a Big 12 player of the year, might I remind you. Um, and he was a lottery pick. It was really good. Now, the, the flip side of this is if you want to argue that Texas um, Tech deserves, the, I guess, the benefit of the doubt and, and more credit. Um, you know, last season, going into the season, Texas Tech had lost four of its top five scorers. Uh, one of whom was a lottery pick, Zaire Smith. And you know what they did? They went to the national championship game. So I, I get that. Uh, I think right now Texas Tech is ranked number 13 um, in the AP preseason poll. I think that's about right. Um, I, I think it's maybe a little bit too high. Um, I would say somewhere between like 20 and 24 is probably a little bit more accurate. But, you know, I think they're getting a lot of credit based off what Chris Beard has built there. Uh, recruiting class with Jamius Ramsey I think is gonna be really good so I think uh I think they're getting maybe a little bit more respect than they deserve but um I don't have too much beef with uh with where they're at right now all right I, I don't I, we're only on our third one and I, and I have to say I don't have a bold statement for Baylor because to be to be blunt I just don't know enough about Baylor to have a bold statement that I feel confident in and it's it's not that I doubt them being picked second in the preseason poll. It's not that I doubt them being in just about every top 25 I've seen. I just don't, I don't know enough about the Bears. So what is it about this Baylor team that has everyone kind of, kind of pumping them up for the year? Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty as charged. I'm I'm in on the Baylor train. I think they're going to be really good. So there's a annual preseason guide storybook it's a, it's a huge kind of a preseason college basketball Bible written by Blue Ribbon. And they have a stat in their, in their Baylor preview, and I'm going to read it to you. And this is exactly why I'm buying into them. Four of the team's top five scorers from last season missed at least five games due to either an injury or suspension or injuries or suspensions. Um, that says that Baylor was a complete patchwork for most of last season, that roster just there was no continuity with that team and they still managed to win 20 games. Um, I think they will be better this season just because they have more continuity. Um, Baylor, Baylor's going to get Tristan Clark back. He missed um, most of the season with injury and the expectation is, you know, if they're fully healthy and eligible and no suspensions, uh, no major injuries. I think that they will give Kansas a run for the money in the big 12 race. I think it's going to be t- uh, Baylor, in Kansas at the top of the Big Twelve. Okay, I, I've, I'm, yeah, I, man, that's 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 a very valid point. And and they, I didn't realize how much they dealt with last year, and they did have a good season. I, I it's one of those things where I'm gonna have to do some some digging and some due diligence. I will I will admit it. I'm not. Uh, this is not me saying I don't buy it in any way, shape, or form. Uh, if this is what everybody says, then I'll I will 
I will go along with the people who are smarter than I am. I'm, I am intrigued to see uh, what Baylor looks like this season. All right, Texas is number four. And when when the preseason baseball poll came out, that was the first thing I saw and just went, what the what, what are we doing here? I, I understand that Texas probably has more talent top to bottom than everybody picked below them all the way down. Shaka Smart has been a, a fantastic recruiter. In, t- in some cases, his classes have been ranked higher according to 24-7 than Kansas classes have. Um, but whereas Texas Tech gets the benefit of the doubt because of the Chris Beard effect, uh, I don't understand how Texas is getting the benefit of the doubt and the Shaka Smart effect is not being take, not taking effect here. Like Shaka has not been able to get this team to play up to the level that the talent says. You've had lottery picks in back-to-back seasons, and Texas has not been good. I don't understand how they're picked fourth, but uh, let me just, this is my my statement for them, beyond the fact that I think they're picked way too high. If Shaka doesn't finish at least fourth this season and win at least one game in the NCAA tournament, he is out of Austin at the end of the year. I agree with that statement. I think it will either be he's going to leave for a job or uh, Texas may just uh, treat him like Mac Brown and say, hey, here's, here's the door. Um, you can go find somewhere else to work. I, I buy that. I think Texas is maybe slightly overrated. You know, they lost Kerwin Roach uh, this offseason. Ositowski is gone. Jackson Hayes is gone. He was really good last season. They have, you know, two guards that I really like, Matt Coleman and, and Courtney Ramey, who Oklahoma State fans will know. I, I think they'll be okay. I don't know exactly how good they'll be. I think it, it's interesting to look at Texas and kind of the trajectory of this program because, you know, last season they, they finished at, after the Big 12 Conference postseason tournament. Um, they were 16-16, and 16, and then they went on a run. They were the two seed in the NIT. Uh, they ended up winning five games and winning the NIT. I think that matters. Um, I buy that. Uh, I buy that it matters. I, I know that they lost a lot from their roster. Um, but still, I think the, the, the fact that they finished on a high note, they're going into the season with reasonably high expectations. Uh, they've recruited well. I think this roster is, is good enough to at least finish in the top half of the Big 12. I think that's pretty reasonable expectation. So, um, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of Texas coming into the season. They're going to be kind of borderline on uh, maybe going to the NCAA tournament. I think they will, but um, but yeah, I, I think that's um, that's probably about right. Maybe slightly overrated. Let me ask this: How much more pressure is there on Shaka because of the success Rick Barnes is having at Tennessee? Uh, I don't know if there's any, but it it does make for like just kind of like an awkward thing that's happening. You know, it's like. Um, I don't know, like a real life way to put it. It's like you got a divorce and then your wife got married to like Justin Bieber or something. It's like, wow, they're, they're really having a good time and they're living the high life. And here I'm over here, like living the single life. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a little awkward. Um, Rick Barnes is doing a really nice job at Tennessee and Tennessee should be good again this season. Um, you know, I think if you compare the two programs this season, I think they may be on similar trajectories. I think both will probably make the NCAA tournament um, as like 11, 12 seeds, something like that. Uh, probably not going to compete for the conference title. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's an interesting point that you bring up. Okay, so let's move to two teams I think need to take a flip-flop in the Big 12 preseason poll. West Virginia was preseason number five. Iowa State was number seven. I think they should be flipped. 
Okay. Why is that? I, I, I watched West Virginia quite a bit last year. And, and, and trust me, I don't, I don't, I can't break down their roster. I'm just going to be blunt, but I, I don't see them taking a massive jump this year. And while Iowa state lost a lot of guys, including some that shouldn't have left early, um, they have on their roster, the guy who I think will be the big 12 player of the year, but won't actually win it in Tyrese Halliburton. And I think that should, should move them up higher than West Virginia. And again, I'm not talking about Iowa state should be third. I'm just saying five and seven should flip flop. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that argument. I think that's, um, certainly valid. Iowa State lost a lot from last season. Um, a lot of NBA talent too, which is which is kind of interesting. So Halliburton is kind of going to step in and be the guy. Um, he was kind of like an incredible role player as a freshman last season. Super lanky, uh, very long. He's a great three-point shooter. Now he's going to move into a role kind of as the the leading point guard. And he had a really good offseason. He played for Team USA. I think he's going to make a leap. I love that you are in on Tyrese Halliburton because I am too. Um, but I, I feel like I'm kind of on West Virginia too. I think they're going to have maybe one of the best front courts in the Big 12. Um, Derek Culver is back, and they got a, a really good freshman coming in. His name is Oscar Tashebwe. And, um, you know, Culver is a sophomore. He had a really nice freshman year last year. Him and Tashebwe are going to wreck shop in the Big 12. Um, you know, I don't know if – they can rival the the front court at KU with uh, Yudoka Azabuki and Silvio D'Souza, but it'll be close. So, you know, Javon Carter is back for his 18th season in West Virginia. <laughs> I still give them a fighting chance uh, to make it in the top half of the league. I, I saw the other day that uh, old Huggy Bear mentioned that the Press Virginia days are gone. And they, that That's not who they're going to be this year. What is West Virginia style going to be? And how much are you going to miss Press Virginia? Because I'm going to miss Press Virginia. Uh, it's bad. Uh, sources tell me that, uh, in fact, Javon Carter has been gone for a very long time. So my apologies there. Uh, yeah, isn't he playing in like Phoenix or something? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> drafted him. There we go. And I think he's already off that team. I'm not entirely sure. Um, oh. I, I'm pretty sure that was like three years ago. Yeah, that's bizarre. It, it's he had a very Perry Ellis like career. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. No, he's with the he's with Phoenix. He's part of the Phoenix Suns roster. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna miss Press Virginia. I I kind of even don't believe Huggins. Um, <laughs> that's that's always been his identity. I don't, you know, it's like i just don't see him changing i mean maybe maybe they will and maybe they should because um you know i think maybe a change is in order uh changing the system and maybe switching things up defensively but if uh press virginia is truly gone then um that's that's a sad day agreed okay oklahoma state was picked sixth it's the highest they've been picked since uh for the last few years last couple years they were preseason 10 two years in a row but i think this oklahoma state team is of of all the teams on the the bottom half and i realize that they're pick six so this isn't like a huge statement but if, if there's one team that can not only finish in the top half but actually contend for top three and, and surprise everyone it's oklahoma state in part because you get your entire starting five back um, that includes your starting point guard who is now a sophomore and your starting center who is now a sophomore um, and you add a very talented 
uh, freshman class that obviously some guys are going to, aren't going to see the court as much. They're going to take some time, but I think they have enough talent there to get a solid eight man rotation that will help take what was a good starting unit last year who had nothing behind it and push them up for it. And I, and I like Boynton as a coach. I think he's a good in-game coach and we've seen that he does a good job developing big men. And I I think that's going to help them this year. Make a push that if there's one team that can make the jump into the top three or four, it's Oklahoma State. I like that statement. I think I agree with it. Um, I think there's a pretty clear top three, in my opinion. It's Kansas, Texas Tech, and Baylor. Um, in some order, depends on what order you want to put it in. Um, I think Oklahoma State, you know, going into the season, they're, they're picked in the bottom half, could easily make a case that they could finish number four in the Big 12. Um, you know, they kind of have the makings of a team that could make a leap. Obviously, they have a ton of continuity, but they also have a ton of um, talented incoming players, um, guys like Avery Anderson and uh, Marcus Watson. We'll kind of see what happens there. But the Boone Twins are, are making good impression. Hedy Rusinic is, uh, is making impression. So I like Oklahoma State. I like their experience. Um, just the fact that they have continuity from last season to this season. You know, even though the, the, the team last season wasn't all that good, uh, I think that's important. And, um, you know, guys like Cam McGriff, Lindy Waters, Isaac Likely, Yornai, I think they're going to make a big difference this season. So I am buying into Oklahoma State, the official dark horse contender of the Big 12. This is a, this is a weird statement, so get, or just, just give me a second to make it. Uh, for OSU, I know that obviously a lot of the talk is about recruiting. There's a, a the potential for a program changing 2021 class led by the 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 top one or two ranked player, Cade Cunningham, depending on which service you look at. And, and the thought is that if he comes, there's some other dominoes that are going to fall, and, and OSU could have a, a easily a top ten recruiting class for 2021. How big is it for Boynton to make the tournament this year? With the numbers of seniors that they're going to lose and the number of I – mean, next to 2021, you'd have two juniors, a whole lot of sophomores, and a whole lot of freshmen. As important as it is, as, ta- as much as talent wins, when you get to the NCAA tournament, experience matters a lot. We've, we've seen the teams that win national championships are teams that have some seniors on them who've been here before. Just overly freshman-laden teams that just they can't do as well. They don't have the experience. For, for Mike Boynton to make something out of that potential 21-21 class, let's say he gets it, how important is it for him to make the tournament this year to get these young guys the experience to be able to have a, a season in 2021 everyone's going to expect out of him? I'm going to answer this in a way that you may not expect. I don't think it's that important. Um, I think the importance of success this season will be to start hot. Um, because if you look at the recruiting calendar, um, the early signing period is in just a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Kate Cunningham could make his commitment and decision uh, during that period. I think most people expect that he will. Um, if he does not, then we're about a commitment somewhere in like February. Um, so, you know, by February, we're not even close to figuring out who's going to be in the NCAA tournament. So I think the NCAA tournament getting there is important. Um, but I think just in terms of attracting recruits to come to camp as early as next season, which Kate Cunningham would be, Kate, we're talking about Kate Cunningham, Bryce Thompson, those types of players. Um, for the most part, they'll be making their decisions fairly early 
and the NCAA tournament will kind of be kind of an afterthought by the time they commit. So I think it's important that they start hot. They look like a formidable team to start the season, a team that most people think will at least make the NCAA tournament. If they are just garbage to start the season, um, I would ring the alarm bells because if you're Cade Cunningham and your brother is on OSU's coaching staff, that's it's just kind of awkward because you're like, hey, you're on staff, but your team stinks and I don't really want to play there. Uh, <laughs> that would be awkward. So I think they need to start the season hot. Okay. All right. Uh, let's move on to the, the last three in the preseason poll. Oklahoma is a team that I, th- I think it's a team that has talent, but has the most to prove of anybody here. Of just we, we think they've got some guys, but we just don't know enough about what any of them are going to do to be able to pick them higher than eighth. Yep, I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, if you look at kind of uh, – so 247 Sports shows the entire list of incoming players, and OU has seven incoming players this season. It's just a ginormous overhaul of the roster. And, uh, you know, credit Lon Kruger for, for recruiting in the way that he did. I think the future is still really bright for OU. They have a lot of really talented incoming prospects, but – I am not buying this team this season. Um, you know, I really like Jamal Benamy. I thought he was really good last year. And Brady Manick is obviously Larry of the Prairie. Um, I think he is one of the most talented players in the Big 12 and a really talented front court player. But, you know, the, the pieces around them, I just don't know how it's going to work. You know, a lot of people are really high on OU, um, kind of like the Sharps of, of people who are projecting the season. I, I honestly don't see it, but I think there's a world in which OU – uh, pick to finish, you know, in the bottom half of the league, could wind up wind up outperforming uh, kind of projections and preseason expectations. I think multiple uh, incoming freshmen will have to hit. And Davion Harmon, the point guard that they have incoming, I'm betting on him to hit. I think he's going to be really, really good. He's played with Team USA over the past couple years. Uh, I think if he takes that point guard role, Jamal Benemy could uh, could benefit from that. He's a, he could play off the ball kind of as a two guard. He's a really good shooter. Um, so I, I like the pieces. I'm buying stock long-term in OU. I am iffy about um, how that projects this season. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, Kansas State and TCU. I'm going to lump you guys together. Um, the Big 12 has been known for quite a while now as – especially with men's basketball, the deepest conference. It may not always have the best teams at the top, but from top to bottom, there's no other conference that has the depth. Part of that is because they only have 10 teams. Um, Part of that is they are just loaded with really good coaches. I think looking at the bottom of the conference this year, this is the worst bottom two the Big 12 has had in a long time. Yeah, I, I think that's right. We were talking off air about these two teams and I asked if Slavin listened to the Bill Simmons podcast because they have a segment every week where they project um, project the NFL lines and they project the games and they have a segment called the Kendall Roy Poop Bed and K-State and TCU are the Kendall Roy Poop Bed of the Big 12. I don't think they're going to be good. This could be the worst two teams, um, you know, historically in the bottom of the league in several years. You know, I don't want to go back decades, but I don't think Kansas State's going to be very good, man. And TCU is just going to be awful. Desmond is good. Um, I like Mike McGurl for Kansas State. 
they have some interesting pieces, but I just don't, I don't, I don't like any of these teams. I don't know how much you want to dedicate to it, but yeah, Kendall Roy pooped out of the Big 12. That's about all I got. Yikes. Yikes. Um, okay. Uh, I'm, I didn't prep you for this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, I'm going to have you make three predictions. First, who is the Big 12 uh, player of the year at the end of the season? Okay. My, my prediction is Devon Dotson from Kansas. Okay. Okay. Obviously, we talked about him a little bit earlier, but Devon Dotson was, was a freshman point guard for Kansas, which is pretty rare for Bill Self. Freshman point guards typically, typically don't play um, at Kansas, and so I, I thought that was impressive. He declared for the NBA draft and, and tested his stock. I saw him in Chicago uh, this summer, and physically he looks bulked up um, on the court. He looked like he was a star. Um, he's playing with guys who were drafted in the late first round, early second round, guys who were undrafted or coming back to school. You cannot tell a difference between him and some of the first rounders. I thought he was really good. And so I'm buying stock in Vaughn Dotson. I think he's going to be the best player in the Big 12. The, the team picked in the top half of the conference that's most likely, because it happens just about every year. There's someone who's picked up the top half who ends up at the bottom. And I don't just mean like sixth. I mean near the bottom. If there's one, who's the one team in the Big 12 this year most likely to not live up to expectations? Okay. Run me through the top five. Okay. Top five in order are Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, Texas, and West Virginia. Oh, that's an easy one. It's Texas. It's definitely Texas. There is, there's a combustible factor there where I think Texas could either hit and they're like the VCU of this year, and they're just awesome, and Shaka Smart has things rolling. I think there's a world in which Texas is just absolutely atrocious. Um, it's, it's possible they could be really bad, and I would be here for it. Uh, I love watching a good meltdown, just like the mm-hmm. rest of us. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think if, if anyone in the top half of the Big 12 is going to just completely flame out, I would bet on Texas for sure. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know that um, it's not that we bash Shaka Smart. We just don't think he's going to last. And so, yeah, I, I was kind of hoping that was your answer. Um, last prediction, who wins the Big 12? Oh, man, that's an easy one, Kansas, for sure. Okay. I think it depends on the health of Udo Kazabuki. Um, but it might not. It still might not. You know, Kansas has a lot of depth. And, uh, you know, I think they have the best player in the Big 12. So, I'm going to roll with Kansas. There's a lot of question marks with, with Doak and NCAA and FBI. I don't think it matters. I think they're the best team. Okay, Clyde, one more. How many Big 12 teams this year make the NCAA tournament? Okay, I'm going to say right now I'm going to say eight. So it'll be Texas Tech, Kansas, Baylor, OU, Texas, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. That's seven. Final one, uh, Iowa State. That's eight. Ah, that's hard to that's hard to get eight. I feel like seven is a lot, but eighth is tough. It's either gonna be Iowa State or West Virginia. That's just on the fringe there. Okay. Obviously, right. the the Kendall Roy poop bet is is a picture at the moment. I mean, look if they both go, you know, two and sixteen, that's gonna help everybody else out. So Kansas State, TCU, if you want the Big Twelve to get eight teams in, do do us all a favor and just just. Crap the bed, okay? Just go out there. Look, you can have some close games, but just lose as much. 
You can both have one win, and it's against each other. Okay, that's for the good of the conference. <laughs> yes, tanking for two at 2020. <laughs> Kyle, man, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you taking some time with the, to help us preview the conference because, man, I can't wait. I, I am so excited. The only thing more exciting than this is the fact that uh, I'm one of those people who's pumped that ESPN Plus has all these games and I don't have to try and find any Big 12 games, especially non-conference ones on Fox Sports, College, Net, Good Luck, Channel. God, I got so tired of that. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting. I'm curious to see kind of what the broadcast quality is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Big 12 now is uh, – it could be a good thing for basketball. I think uh, the football product is – thus far kind of been okay yeah. yeah good not great but um yeah for basketball i'm with you finding fox sports southwest new york city <laughs> is really annoying yeah 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 uh kyle for everybody who wants to check out the work you do covering uh, college basketball uh where can they do so man yeah i would not recommend it but um if you choose to do so uh my twitter account is kyle double underscore boom and um I think that's the same as my Instagram. I'm not sure, but I don't talk basketball on my Instagram. That's just uh, pictures of my dog. So, <laughs> Okay. So for great college basketball content or some good dog content, go give Kyle a follow. Man, I appreciate it. We'll have you back on throughout the season and figure out uh, which of our statements and predictions are correct and uh, and which ones we need to be eight and crow on. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, how wrong we were about Texas. Texas is going to end up winning the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 seems like more improbable than like TCU finishing in the top half of the of the conference. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot of crow to eat if that happens. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right. Well, appreciate you having me. On, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hey guys, a couple of things before we go. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed to the 1012 podcast so you don't miss a single episode during the football season. Two, rate and review the show five stars. Please, it helps guests get the word out about the show to other people. Plus, we just like to know what you like and don't like. Just if you're going to give us one star, let us know why. We appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be part of our first mailbag episode this month, shoot us your question. You can DM us on Twitter, at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast, or you can shoot it to us in an email. That's 1012podcast, T-E-N, number 12, word podcast, at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.